Also, like, I have mad wiring issues. Like, all my wires are just tangled up. It's awful. Like, it's it's literally a murder scene behind my computer. <laughs> it's awful. <clears throat> Welcome back to the Admissions Uncovered podcast, the college admissions podcast for the students, by the students. As always, my name is Michael Gao. It hasn't changed since last time. I'm a freshman at Columbia University, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ni Nguyen and Dominic Siski. They're two high school seniors who just went through the college admissions process. Now, this week, we're going to do a little bit, something a little bit different from usual. Instead of talking about a specific part of college admissions, we're going to talk about a feeling I feel like a lot of people, especially me, have when they go through the college admissions process. And I call it the authenticity trap. So what I mean by that is oftentimes when I'm filling out these college apps, when I'm writing these essays, when I'm, you know, if I'm being honest, doing a little bit of resume padding, I have to ask myself, did I do all these activities because I enjoyed them or did I do them because they were good on a college application? Did I volunteer because I care about people or did I volunteer because I knew it would look good on the common app? And it's a question I, 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 I still ask myself even as I'm in college. And I think it's a question that a lot of people have because there's this notion of doing a set number of activities, kind of doing the kind of like checklist of what it would take to get into a top tier school. So, you know, my first question to both of you is that, did you have this question as you were going through the college admissions process, is the, is is this just a me thing or did you have it too? For me, I think I definitely thought about it um, as far as thinking about activities that I could spin for essays or whatever. I don't think from looking back right now, I don't think there are any activities where I was like, oh, this will look good on the, the college application. And I did it then. Uh, but I had a lot of pre-established activities. And I think I was always conscious about at least later on during junior year, I was always conscious about how I could use it on the college application, but I don't think there were any activities where, uh, like, I think it was a, a secondary thought. I don't think it was the, the first thing uh, where it went, okay, I need something for my college application, so I'm going to do this activity. Uh, but it was, I'm going to do this activity, and oh, by the way, it would look good on my college application. But I think the thought was definitely there. So, actually for me, looking back, I feel like during freshman year... Even if I didn't intentionally kind of like already think about college and how it look, I think I got the impression of, oh, okay, so I'm Asian. I shouldn't be really be doing like the stereotypical things. I don't know. I kind of shied away from the stereotypical. I'm going to be on the math team. I'm going to do like science club, um, like compete in all in UIL science and stuff like that. I, I was kind of more focused on doing things extracurriculars I guess that were less academic and I don't know if in part of that is like personally looking back now I really liked that decision because you know with school and academics I think it should be kind of more focused um like during school itself and learning in the classroom and then your extracurricular should be really time to relax and um, do something you're passionate about but I think it was kind of a little bit of okay, I don't want to be another Asian that um, just does math or science. And that's not to say that doing any of those things are bad, which is kind of goes into talking about the balance of say, hey, I actually really like to do these activities. How do I do it in a way that 
is both unique, but also allows me to kind of pursue that passion. I wonder, Ni, were you thinking about the I shouldn't do stereotypical Asian activities thing as you were kind of choosing the things you wanted to do early on in high school? Or, or was this kind of a late, uh, a later thought? I think when I was picking kind of my extracurriculars, it was not so much I should, uh, I want to pick activities that like an Asian wouldn't do. I think when I got to high school, I was like, I really wanted to kind of just like go out of my comfort zone and do something that was like not very academic. So which led me to participate in some of the clubs that um, I am in now. But I think definitely a lot of people do have that thought in the back of their minds like, oh, hey, like how would this look? And I think it also goes to some of just like more of the stereotypical activities such as like volunteering, like volunteering as a tutor. I feel like a lot of people do that and they're like, and they kind of shy away from that because they're like, oh, okay, everyone tutors um, kids in math. But in my instance, like I still decided to pursue that and I still decided to um, help teach some homeless students because it was something that I wanted to do and I didn't let something like, oh, it would look bad on my resume dissuade me from doing that. So, so I also thought a little bit about kind of the Asian American type stereotype thing. And I'm very lucky that I don't fall into this stereotype because I'm not a, a STEM person at all. So I, I had no thought in my mind to join the math team, not only because it might not be great for college admissions, but also because I was just not interested in, in uh, doing math um, on the math team. I can add and subtract, I promise. Um, but I wonder, you know, what, what does this kind of thought process about, I need to get into college, I need to do things that set me apart, do to people who are actually genuinely interested in those quote unquote stereotypical activities? Like what happens to the kind of Asian kid who is actually genuinely interested in math or computer science or science? What happens to them? I think the thing about that is it really depends on the person, like, Because I know there's, even though it's like stereotypical, there's still definitely a lot of, say, um, like people doing comp sci, even though it may seem stereotypical of them to do it because they like it. So I think you shouldn't, if you're really passionate and you really like to do it, then you should definitely do it. And like, you know, it's kind of like it's a stereotype for a reason because people at the beginning did enjoy to do it did enjoy doing that activity a lot. That's why it kind of became stereotypical. But just because we say it's stereotypical, it's usually only applies to the surface because you could say, okay, I'm volunteering or I'm um, on the math team or I'm doing computer science, but it's like what you actually do within those activities that can really set you apart. So say you like founded a computer science club and your computer science club not only codes, but they also um, like make games or um, they host like coding camps for children. And that's really what makes you unique and can make you stand out in an application. Yeah, I think obviously it's better to have like the, the really weird activity that nobody else does because it make you stand out or the sport that nobody else plays. And that's how you get recruited or get into a school. But I think as long as... Or if the activity that you really have a passion for is the stereotypical one, I think it's going to be better to just do the activity you have a passion for because then you're actually going to become involved. You're going to take leadership. You're going to show initiative. You're going to have a great story to tell instead of just doing, instead of trying to handpick your activities just for the college application because then you're going to have some really dry essays and you're going to have a lack of stories to talk about. And a lot of the essays I've come to find out, it's just a lot of stories 
and you need to be able to reference the the passion you have for the activity instead of just what you did yeah i think practically y'all have hit the the nail on the head right which is that and i think we've talked about this time and time again we even had an entire episode dedicated to extracurricular activities and your strategy regarding them that you can find on our website admissionsuncovered.com but you know i i think practically the key thing to turn something that's you know supposedly quote-unquote stereotypical into a good story into a good narrative is finding your specific spin on it. You know, maybe everybody tutors math, but only you have tutored tutored Jenna Smith on December 3rd of 2017 when she finally realized that's how fractions worked and she finally was able to solve problems like that. You know, like only you are going to have those very unique individual stories, those very unique individual moments. And it's your job in the college admissions process to turn the activities you did into your activities versus just versus just, you know, the activities that people do. But, you know, one thought I had in my mind as I think you were talking to me is that it seems to me, you know, you you said you said something like, you know, it's stereotypical for a reason. And, and I wonder if there's something to that, right? Because a lot of the things we count as quote-unquote stereotypical, you know, working at a food pantry, tutoring people in math, math club, I don't know, debate team. These are extracurricular activities that are available at just a lot of standard fare, middle of the road public schools. You know, obviously there's variety of the type of public schools. There are worse public schools that have none of the above. There are amazing public schools that have a lot more options. Uh, But in general, those are, you know, quote unquote generic because they're also the most common activities. And what you said, Dominic, that it might be better to have something weird. Well, you know, when I think of weird sports, I think of the kid who played squash in high school. You know, which <laughs> public school has a squash team? That's a that's an honest, real question. I'm going to do a quick Google right now, and I'll get back to you. But I feel like the answer is none, or very, very few. So, you know, I wonder if there's a dimension of opportunity here, an availability of opportunity. What does it mean that college admissions wants us to stray or what does it mean that people feel compelled to stray away from quote-unquote stereotypical activities when potentially that's all they have? I think that also brings up the point where, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like some people will purposefully try to look for the most obscure and like activities they think that would look really unique on their college application, and they do it just for that reason. And it comes out to be very... I don't know, very superficial, I guess, because they're like, oh, okay, I'm going to play, I don't know, say the oboe because not that many people play this and I think it will help me get into college or something like that. And I think that's also, like, not good to avoid stereotypical activities, but go and do these activities very, like, half-heartedly just because you think it would look good on your college college application. And I think this applies to, like, a lot of activities. You you really shouldn't be doing something just because you think it looks good on a college app. You don't know how many times I've um I've talked to some of like the juniors in my school and they're like, oh, I just did this because that looks good on a resume, right? And he's like, oh, even if I don't make it to the level, like this is good enough, right? And I, it's just kind of hard. Like I really don't know what to say to them, but I guess it's just kind of how things are. You try to pad your resume in any way you can. Okay, so before we talk seriously... The answer to the question about whether public schools do squash, <laughs> I have it. So I I went on Bing and typed in squash team public school. 
And the first result was fairwestsquash.com, the largest public high school and middle school squash league in the United States of America. Sounds good so far, right? Next sentence. The teams are mainly from Westchester County, New York, and Fairfield County, (laughs) Connecticut. Westchester County is literally the the richest county, I think, in suburban New York. And Fairfield uh, in in Connecticut is, I think, where, I think where, like, Greenwich Village is. I'm not, I'm not entirely certain about the geography of Connecticut, but those are two very, very wealthy counties. So their public schools are also wealthy. So, fun fact. But those schools do need your, uh, your collegiate squash players. Okay, I don't think we actually need a squash team at Columbia, in my opinion. We could probably get rid of it. But Columbia needs the Does squash Columbia team. Does Columbia need the squash team? They w- they want the squash Why? team. It's a good question, but hey, if it gets you in and you like squash, does the job. I mean, yeah, like if you like squash, that's fine. I, I, don't, I have no opinions <laughs> towards squash other than the fact that clearly only rich people do it. Um, you know, what? all I'm trying to say is that I think it's very difficult for standard, middle-class, low-income kids to do anything but the quote-unquote stereotypical. Because the quote-unquote stereotypical are stereotypical because they are available to more people. But that's, that's, that's my, you know, woke progressive rant for the day. <laughs> Thank you, Michael, for enlightening us. You're welcome. Us. That's what I do. On the world of collegiate squash. <laughs> um, but, but, sorry to derail, uh, Nee, I think you were saying something, what, what were you saying, Nee? Oh, no, I was just bringing up the facts on how some people will lean towards these weird activities, like, say, say squash, right? Mm-hmm. Some people will play squash not because they like squash or have an interest in it whatso- whatsoever, but they're like, okay, colleges, they probably haven't seen that many squash players, right. and then they'll do it. And so that's also kind of not a very mm, authentic, I don't know, part of this like whole trying to get into college and all that. Just as if you were trying to avoid um, stereotypical activities. Yeah. Yeah. Like something there about it being as not authentic for you to like avoid stereotypical activities as it is for you to do activities just for the college app. I think that's pretty interesting. Um, but I wonder, Dominic, do you have, have you had this feeling before? Because, you know, I know we had this conversation maybe last summer, I think about, you know, you maybe doing lacrosse. Um, did, did this thought process about, uh, maybe it'll help with college apps because athlete, blah, 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 blah. Did did that ever Mm -hmm. come into your thought process? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, especially with all of the admission stuff coming out like the the harvard lawsuit and all it a lot of um documents that were originally just like reddit rumors or whatever were actually like either confirmed or made true fact about how admission decisions are done uh for schools so seeing that athletics is uh weighted i think that was definitely an important factor about it because i didn't have much sports on, on my application right and generally to increase your sports score playing a sport is the best way to do that (laughs) good call good call so it definitely went through my mind but in the end i decided against it because i felt like the the added benefit of that would have been so or would have been small enough in the grand scheme of things of holistic emissions that 
uh, because it was junior year and with like eight APs and all my other activities going on that were more important than the sport, I think those would have suffered more than the uh, the sport would have added value uh, into my application. So that's why I decided against it in the end. But I think it, I mean, it definitely did go through my mind about wanting to do it just for the application. Uh, but I think you run the risk of, because like, I, I don't know what story I would have told about it, right? Like I, I, I really liked it, but it wasn't, I didn't want to do it so much that I, I put other things on hold in the beginning of high school. So why now junior year, just for the college application, try to scramble it together uh, when I had perfectly fine activities going on at the same time. I don't know. We'll see how I feel <laughs> in a uh, week later on. That's becoming a recurring theme, <laughs> but uh, we will count it down. But it definitely, so to answer your question, it definitely did go through my mind. I guess the next question for me then is, is what played a bigger role? You know, the genuine interest in playing lacrosse or the fact that it might not be great on college applications what eventually you know Mm -hmm. you know maybe you're not genuinely interested in doing lacrosse versus other things or you know Mm -hmm. whatever but what reason played a bigger role personal interest or desire to get a good college application as far as wanting to do the activity right i think it goes with what i said earlier uh, I don't think I had an activity in high school or any mm-hmm. any time where the the motivation to get into a school was a, the priority. I think it was always a secondary thing, right? So at, at our at our school, it's very difficult to do sports because our school doesn't have it. So you have to go to your home school, and it's traveling across like the entire part of downtown Dallas, and then driving even more. Uh, with practices starting after school, it's really hard to do. So you, it is a sacrifice and it's a big commitment to be to try to do sports. It's doable, but you have to give up a lot. And a lot of my after school activities happen around the same time. So I knew I'd be running into some conflicts. But the the primary motivation was I just wanted to play. And it was as good of a time as ever. And uh, pretty much the last chance for me to play because uh, I probably won't be playing in college besides um, intramurals. But I think I wanted to do it. But the uh, the thing that got me thinking about actually wanting to do it rather than just practicing and actually thinking about going to play the sport uh, for real this time instead of backing out like I did earlier in high school was the, the idea that, hey, th- this would be good on my college admissions or on, on my college application. But I think... Still, the reason that got me out there in the first place was um, that I wanted to play the sport. And then I eventually decided, like I said, against doing it um, because it would put other things yeah. at risk. I mean, I'll, I'll, I don't know if you, me, or Dominic have, have had similar experiences. But now that I'm kind of reflecting on it, I too have had kind of a similar trade-off thing that, that you were thinking of, Dominic. So... I spent a lot of time in debate, preparing for debate tournaments, finding evidence, preparing that evidence, going to tournaments, you know, driving, flying, walking to tournaments, you name it. I did, right? <laughs> um, and and I, I can I can 100% say I genuinely loved the activity. I, I made lifelong friends through it. I, I learned how to research and read. I'm a better writer because of it. I know how to write good college essays because of a lot of the you know argumentative skills i think i learned in debate the authors i read in debate are still with me you know like i might have mentioned this in a previous podcast but 
Chantal Mouffe, she's a Democrat, Democratic theorist. I'm writing a research paper on her now in school. She's like the first thing I think about when I think about, you know, bigger issues of politics. There's a lot of things that debate did well for me. And going through it, I loved it. Now I love it even more, right? But I can't also ignore the fact that it was good for my college applications. And if it wasn't good for my college applications, I might not have done it. And, you know, I also had a similar activity to lacrosse, right? Like I uh, could have done uh, academic decathlon, which, you know, was rising up in my school. I had a lot of friends doing it. I thought, you know, it was basically trivia. And I'm, I'm really, I, I, I go deep down into random Wikipedia rabbit holes. So this was kind of my thing. But when I made that kind of trade-off decision, do I take time from an activity that I genuinely love, but also is really good for college applications, and invest it in an activity, you know, I might love, maybe not to the same degree, but let's just say for this example, I would love to the same degree, but might not have the same impact on college applications because, you know, I was doing it late, I might not do amazing at it my first try, it was a team activity, so it wasn't just my score winning things, I would have to take into account the rest of my team and their scores into it. When I made that trade-off, I realized that even if I might have enjoyed academic decathlon, debate was the path toward college. And the plus side was that I really enjoyed it as well. So, you know, the question that raises for me is that how should we think about, and how should our listeners think about, you know, quote-unquote authenticity, quote-unquote genuine interest when they're deciding between activities. Do you think the way we did it, Dominic, is correct? Do, do you think we should just completely ignore the, its, its prospects on college admissions and kind of, like, deal with that later? Um, what do you all think? Obviously, college admissions is very important, and I think it needs to be something that is constantly in your mind or at least in the back of your mind when you're making decisions about how you're using your time in high school or anything you're doing in high school, that should probably be uh, one of the considerations you're making. But also, like, you're a kid, and you have activities and interests that you need to do. And one of the many things I've learned through the college application process is nearly any activity is worthwhile, as long as you have a passion for it. Because it's not really, like, the value of the activity. It's more of the the effect it's had on you as a person because a lot of the college admissions process is essay oriented and story oriented and you don't need like a fantastic activity to do that you just need one that you're actually passionate about so i think the primary motivation should be wanting to do the activity and then the final decision could be guided by wanting to uh by wanting to have a good college application but i think definitely put the passion for the activity first and foremost yeah uh i i i agree with i mean a little bit uh of a of a caveat that you might even agree to dominic which is that early on if you were a freshman i think you can't think about college admissions at all oh no right? don't even okay. no <laughs> i didn't even have it on my radar no yeah i mean like nope. You know, maybe you want to start you preparing for your test like sophomore year, summer, sophomore year, yeah. right? But when you're starting out freshman year, when you're choosing classes, when you're choosing activities, yeah, enjoy yourself. That, that's the time for you to do what you want to do. Yeah. But also doing what you do develops that activity that you have the passion for. And then that's going to be the one that uh, really, really speaks through your application. A lot of the activities are actually all of the activities I had. They weren't started like during the college application time. They're started during the 
like the beginning stages of high school. And another thing I've learned, maybe the most important one, uh, maybe the most important thing I've learned through this process is that the, the application really starts like freshman year in some ways, right? So you're, you're developing your relationships with teachers. That's one thing you can be doing. You're working hard in school, but you're also developing your activities. In order to have a really good activity, you need one they have a history of and building up the history doesn't automatically happen like the two months before you apply to college. So if you have a, if you have a history of like three or four years of an activity or a couple activities, then you're going to be really uh, well prepared for the application. But I think you you don't have to pick those activities because they look good on the application. You just need to pick them because you enjoy them and then they will look good on the application. Yeah. I definitely agree with both of what you guys were saying. I know we've, we've kind of been saying like talking about it, like you only have one of two options. Like at the beginning, it's not that you either do it because you're passionate or you want to do it because you want to put it on your college app. I think it's definitely a mixture of both. Like for example, in my case, I've been doing um, piano and Taekwondo since I was like six. And like ever since I started it back then, for sure I was in like, oh wow, maybe I shouldn't do this. Like every single Asian does like martial arts and plays an instrument, blah, blah, blah. But in high school, I still kept with those two activities. And I, I don't think never once did I think, oh, maybe I shouldn't um, do them anymore because they're very stereotypical. Like, they won't set me apart. And in the end, I did end up, like, writing my essay and doing a lot of my application about Taekwondo. So I think that goes, that kind of, like, supports the idea that if you're passionate about something, then you're definitely going to be able to use it some way in your college application. Because what they want to see is your interest in something. Honestly, I've, I don't know. I don't know. I think it matters more about what you get from it and what you do in the activity than the activity itself, really. Yeah. Yeah, you know, to maybe even put a finer point on it, when, when I'm thinking about these questions, even now, you know, did I do debate because... I genuinely loved it. I was genuinely interested or in it or because I knew it was a path toward college admissions. I, I wrote this like angsty essay for my writing class this past week. <laughs> so that's why it's kind of like front of mind. I I think I come on come to this conclusion, which is that it may be true the activities I did were good for college admissions. And it may even be true that I was choosing those activities. I was thinking, you know, I know how this is going to look. On my college application but it's also true that i was genuinely interested in it. so you know like whatever you choose to do i think the point is you can take that whatever way you can and put it on a college application right like you know all right so let's let's take the most probably like the activity we'd least recommend for college application playing video games or something like that right like ah your passion's playing <laughs> video games like okay we're starting off not that strong but even then there are ways that you can develop that interest in a way that is both consistent with your interest in video games and a college application. You know, you start a club, you start a team, you start streaming, you you start a side business on the internet or a business on the internet. You do all these types of things that develop your interest, but also look good on college applicants. And if you feel guilty about it, if you're, you know, high school senior right now, high school junior, freshman, thinking about these choices, old guy like me reflecting back on this, Don't feel guilty. Don't feel guilty. Because the choices you make, as long as they're guided by some interest, you're good. As long as you've enjoyed the activity, you've done well, is I think how 
I resolve the internal conflict I have over that question. Um, so as, as we kind of bring this conversation to an end, I want to ask you all, do you think your college application reflected the authentic you? Hmm. We're getting some deep questions today, Michael. This is, <laughs> this is good. You, you want to go first? Dominic's just trying think, to stall for time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, looking back, I think every bit of information that I did put on, like I put on my college application was truly a part of myself that I wanted to show. Um, I just like kind of wanted to add, um, like specifically for applying to college, like on the common app, you only actually have 10 slots to kind of put activities, right? So if you're a person that does a lot, um, is in a lot of activities, then when it comes time to deciding which ones you want to put on the college app itself, it can be kind of hard. And then I feel like what we've talked about throughout this entire episode would really come in handy at that point because you really got to sit down and think about which activities truly speak to your passions. And I think this is a time where you can kind of weed out some of those activities that you may have found yourself doing because it would look good on a college app because sometimes it might not because you don't have as much to write about just because you weren't very devoted to it so I think um as I was like doing my college app I did have to think about a few things I was like okay I really wasn't involved in that so maybe I should um not put that on my college app even though like say it was like on my resume um junior year because I don't know, we all like to like stack our resume or something like that. But I think in the end, it did have a good balance of my big activities with like Taekwondo, but also volunteering and just like painted an overall picture. I think my application does accurately reflect me. Obviously, everybody does and I think should play themselves up a little right. bit in their application. But so obviously it's a it's a played up version of yourself because you're trying to get into college. But I think it definitely reflected who I am. And I think that's why I had, I think that's why I had trouble in the beginning stages of my common app essay for any of our longtime listeners, <laughs> uh, because I was trying to do an essay outside the realm of like who I actually am. But once I started focusing on an essay about like just who I am putting aside all uh, trying to look good to colleges and just focusing on writing a, a good story that, that tells about myself, to somebody that has never met me and will never meet me, I think I was able to uh, give an accurate version of myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to say the same thing, and I hope it's not out of a lack of introspection. I also think it genuinely reflected who I am and how I think. Um, longtime listeners will also know the story of, you know, how I wrote the dart from <laughs> suburban Dallas to downtown Dallas, blah, 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 blah. How that taught me about privilege, obligation to give back. You've heard the story before. I won't repeat it. That's genuinely how I feel about the world. That's genuinely how I think about politics, how I think about society. Dominic knows, you know, they know, they know my, like, bleeding heart liberalness. So in that respect, I think it absolutely did. Now, there are certainly moments when I was writing essays about certain activities that were just, I knew I was, you know, 
coming up with things, right? So I, I think in particular why college <laughs> essays were this. I had to basically find a random specific course that sounded mildly interesting and spin it in a way that sounded like I was in love with the professor. And I had to like boil together yeah. all these random activities that, you know, in, in truth probably weren't that connected, but you could make sound connected in order to support your argument that you had demonstrated interest in that feature of the college before. And, you know, to be very frank about it, all those things I said, you know, why I'm so interested in Columbia, I'm literally doing none of them. Like, very literally. I'm doing none of the things I've mentioned in my Why Columbia essay. And, you know, take that whatever way you will, but I think it just shows, you know, there is a little bit of fakeness, especially when writing this <laughs> one college essay. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Missions Uncovered podcast. Hopefully you got a good idea about how to pick your extracurricular activities and that shooting for the application and looking good on it doesn't mean everything. Plus a good therapeutic counseling session for, for me at least. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> if you'd like to stay informed about the podcast of all our new episodes and Michael's fantastic memes on Instagram, <laughs> it's uh, emissions.uncovered on Instagram and then at AUPodFM on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you again next week.